0: I'll never forget it because we had probably 22 members on our Zoom meeting and it was like everyone lit up and everyone got so excited. And we had members right then and there saying, I want to commit. I want to sponsor this. I want to be a part of this. This is excellent. Let's let's do this. Let's present this.
1: like to welcome you to the 5495 Express podcast. I am Larry Horton, your host for today, and, and uh, very excited on the tale of uh, our first ever district Rotary Week of Service. Uh, I hope that you guys got a chance to listen to the previous podcasts, including the, the one about uh, the Rotary Club of Pebble Creek and also the podcast that we had with uh, Brett McKeon. Uh, today, on this side of that event, which was by all accounts very, very successful, uh, we have another uh, event it is a project that is focused on service and really at the core of who we are as Rotarians. So, without further ado, what I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, have my guest introduce herself, please.
0: Hi, I'm Heather Herman, and I'm a member of the Rotary Club of Sedona Village in the village of Oak Creek, just outside of Sedona. And I've been a member of the club for four years and I'm currently the president-elect and will take my president seat beginning in July of this year.
1: You excited about that?
0: I'm very excited. I think it's been, it's been really an honor to serve with Jeanette Bill, who's our current president. She's so dynamic and sets such a great example for a real servant leader and I feel like she's just really paved the way to just keep the momentum going for our club. And I, I'm i very excited. I think it's going to be another great year coming up.
1: Which is an interesting statement, right? Because uh, for some, last year was a bit of a challenge. But that wasn't necessarily the case for your club. And uh, I, I, that's what really we're going to be talking about a lot today. Uh, So just some real quick stats in this last Rotary year from July to July, how many members have you guys gained?
0: Uh, We've currently gained 10 and we actually just had two more apply last week. So we'll close out the year with 12 new members.
1: And from the beginning of COVID until the summer, how many members did you gain? You know, off the top of your head. So I Sorry. think
0: we're I think we're close to um, I think we're close to fourteen or sixteen,
1: which yeah. is big. So, That's a big. Yeah, problem.
0: absolutely. Because when we went into COVID last year, you know, we were kind of like everybody else. We were thinking, what's this going to do to the future of our club? And are we just going to lose? Is it going to be kind of like a mass exodus of losing members because? there's no connection and we can't get together. But we really embraced Zoom immediately. And I was actually surprised our first Zoom meeting that we had, we had more people on our Zoom meeting than we had had at our previous in-person meetings. So we were, you know, going like gangbusters in terms of the Zoom meetings, and everyone was having fun with it and really embracing it. So it was it was pretty neat. We even did some socials on Zoom. We had a Halloween party on Zoom. It was it was pretty cool.
1: I'd like to uh, the Halloween party sounds like a blast. I would like to We did. A good we all that. dressed
0: up in costumes <laughs> and it was so much fun. We played games. It was great.
1: So, there are a lot of clubs in our district and I'm and, you know, we actually have listeners from outside of of Arizona as well. And they're thinking to themselves, yeah, you know, we we did a lot of that stuff too, but we didn't gain 16 members over the past 15, 17 months or whatever. So, and and at the end of the day too, I think it should be noted as well, you guys were a former satellite club that just chartered how many years ago?
0: Yeah, so we just chartered three years ago.
1: So, what is the secret sauce to why you guys gained so many members?
0: Well, I I believe it's from our service project that we adopted last year, and that's our community garden, and it's it's the reason why we have gained new members, and we can see it on the applicants. Those two applicants that I just mentioned that we got last week, that was what they put on their application. What drew them to Rotary is the community garden.
1: Fascinating. It was not a service like a not a membership drive.
0: No, it wasn't no some kind uh-uh. of
1: membership. Yeah, you had no intention of picking up fourteen, fifteen people.
0: No, absolutely not. I think I think we all thought, if anything, our club was going to stay the same or possibly shrink because, you know, we're also Sedona is such a unique environment where it's it's difficult to live in because of the expense to live here, and housing is a real shortage and it's a real issue. So we were kind of anticipating that that would be a problem that we would be dealing with last year.
1: And it's such and you're right, Sedona is a little bit of a different situation. It is a smaller community. And you guys are not the only Rotary Club in that community. Right. um, Or even in the area, really.
0: Exactly. We've got two clubs in Sedona alone. So then we've got our club in the village of Oak Creek. And then we've got another club over in Cottonwood Verde Valley. So it's not as if, you know, Rotary is rare up here. Everyone knows the Sedona clubs for Rotary. They've been involved for so long and for so many years with such dynamic members that it's, you know, it's not like Rotary is a, is a scarce thing here. It's definitely very present in the community.
1: And I think that's fascinating too, because the idea of a community garden as a service project is not like you're reinventing the wheel. This is not some kind right. of new concept, but it's a very elegant idea and I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about this particular service project.
0: Sure and you know it, you're right. It isn't as if we came up with a brand new idea that no one had ever heard of before. I think what what made it so appealing, is the fact that, first of all, yeah, we were in a pandemic, and and we all faced it, going to the grocery store and finding scarce amounts of food. And then we know also that the trend for gardening and being outside really kicked off last year during the pandemic. So our leadership kind of got together, myself, Jeanette, and then the um, president nominee, and we said, what could we do? What could we do to engage our club that would really get everyone involved, but would also be something that could impact the community long-term. And we all kind of said it at the same time, well, we need a garden, but where would we put it? And at the time, I was actually serving on the school board and I was serving my last year of my four-year term. And I knew that we had a vacant school with a lot of land on it. And I actually took my son over to the school and we were walking around and we were looking at the baseball field and you know he's going to be a freshman next year. And he actually said to me, man, mom, isn't it so sad to look at the baseball field and see those weeds? That's where I learned how to play t-ball. Mm. And that's where I played baseball, you know, during K through sixth grade. And we looked at that field and I looked at Nicholas and I said, wouldn't it be something if that could be a spot where we put a community garden and he said, "Mom, we've got to do it. That's the perfect spot. It it just <laughs> look at it, Mom. We walked over, the weeds were taller than me, almost 6 feet tall. We started taking pictures. Wow. I had him out there with a measuring tape. He was measuring everything for me, helping me, you know, kind of create this vision in my head, and I went back to um, our leadership and said, "Let's put together a proposal for community garden on this spot for the school district." And then present it to our club first to see if this is even something that they think is viable and would be something they would be passionate about and interested in. And we presented to the, to the group over Zoom and I'll never forget it because we had probably 22 members on our Zoom meeting and it was like everyone lit up and everyone got so excited and we had members right then and there saying, I want to commit. I want to sponsor this. I want to be a part of this. This is excellent. Let's, let's do this. Let's present this. So we took it to the school board at the July meeting, and I abstained from the vote and presented it to the school board. And I was anticipating, you know, maybe some pushback or some questions, but it was unanimous. The whole board said, this is what our community is needing right now. This is a perfect use of space And it would actually be doing them a favor because we would be maintaining an area that the district just didn't have the manpower to take care of any longer. So we got the go ahead and we had our first workday and we had more volunteers from the community show up to that workday than we did Rotarians. They actually. Okay. Wow. Yeah. We had, we had more than 50 people show up to that workday, you know, everyone wearing masks Everyone got their sanitizing wipes and their hand gel and everything. And we cleared out that whole field of weeds and the passion that was brought to that workday. People could see the vision. And I worried that maybe, you know, I had my my designer from my business do all of the computer graphics and the images and, you know, show what this would look like. And they embraced it. Everyone couldn't wait. And then we got coverage in the paper, and the press started talking a bit about it, and the sponsorships just started rolling in. We have yet to really go out there and go after sponsorships. We've already raised $25,000 in cash sponsorships and have generated close to $12,000 of in-kind donations so far.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I was able to be at the ribbon cutting, uh, and it was fascinating just to be there on site to see it, it's gorgeous. It's a gorgeous, uh, project. It's a beautiful area. What you guys have done to brand it was, is fantastic. So, you know, and it's, to me, it's the more I learn about this project. Like I didn't realize how much sponsorship support you guys have been getting, like the more I learn about this project, the more I just, I'm, I, I love it. Uh, I just am falling in love with it. So 50 volunteers show up. How did you get the word out in order to have this like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to do some demo on a, on a community garden? Like what what was the uh, advertisement? Sure. So
0: we we didn't do any paid advertising. We wrote a press release. I contacted my business's uh, marketing and public relations. So I just reached out to the editors of the local newspapers i told them about the project sent them a couple of pictures and said look this is what's going on one of the editors actually reached out to me right after the school board meeting cuz he listened to the meeting and watched it via zoom and sent me a message and was like this is unbelievable we've got to we've got to cover this so we reached out to them told them what was up said you know outlined it all they interviewed via email you know, wanted to know all about sponsorship details. We made sure that our rotary website was up to date with sponsorship packets and all of the details that they would need. So when the first article hit the press, it came out front page in our little local newspaper here. And nice. the moment that hit, we, you know, we had in there volunteer opportunities, sponsorship opportunities, come and join us for a workday. We had all of that outlined. And then make sure you visit our website. I had my phone number in there, my email address. And I kid you not, we had community members just from reading that email me and say, Who do my who do I make my checkout to? It happened that no quickly. Kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we had one we had one couple. They were so lovely. Um Audrey Seppi is her name, and they actually came to our ribbon cutting. She reached out and said, I want to make a sponsorship. I want to make this donation of $2,500 and know that this is going to help you guys build this community garden and make it happen. And then she followed up with uh, an email like a week later and said, hey, Heather, we're cleaning out our backyard and we have all of these brick pavers that we don't need anymore. So if you guys want them, all you have to do is come and haul them away. So we went over (laughs) there and I got my husband and my son involved and we hauled a couple of hundred red brick pavers that we're now going to make a really beautiful flower bed with. So it's been things like that. We've had people donate wheelbarrows. We've had people donate um, a weed eater, one did a rototiller. So it's all just happened really organically. And the only advertising we've done, paid advertising, was for our, our event on May 8th for the ribbon cutting and the plant and seed sale that we had. Other than that, we have spent zero dollars on advertising.
1: And, and the community truly has embraced this. You have opportunities for People, if they want to come in, they can actually purchase a section, uh, right? Am Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah,
0: so they can adopt a garden bed. And right now we will have 24 garden beds that are going to be adopted. Rotary has reserved a certain amount so that we can make sure that we grow items that we can give back to the community in need. But we currently have eight gardeners that have already started planting and some of them have already been able to reap some of the benefits one of our one of our number one volunteers his name is Dave Wissner he has come to every one of our work days minus one because he fell and broke a couple of ribs that was his excuse for not making the work day and he still wanted to come (laughs) to that day we had to tell him just stay home it's okay But we made, um, because of all of his his volunteer work, we made a note to let him be the first one to pick his garden bed. And he he and his wife have a really lovely sign on the front of theirs, Dave and Judy's um, garden. And then on the bottom, it actually says, thank you, Rotary Club of Sedona Village. And he and his wife have cut their first bunch of kale And they had their first salad last week and then made a (laughs) pasta dish with it. And then one of our other garden beds, they picked their first 10 strawberries the week before our ribbon cutting event. And then um, the school district actually has a raised bed there and theirs will be a fully seeded bed. we planted all the seeds on Sunday. So everything that they're planting will be coming straight from seeds and all of those seeds Came from a seed grant that we got out of Native Seed Search down in Tucson. So everything is, no you know, all native seeds that came from Arizona, from a, you know, a business that harvested those plants, harvested those seeds, and then we'll be generating new plants for the kids to learn about from the school district. So it's, it really is a, it's an amazing place. We like to tell our volunteers that. You know, it's a it's a safe space inside of those garden gates. We leave politics and religion and anything controversial outside of the gates. And once you come inside the garden, that's your place to share joy and positivity and be a part of our garden journey.
1: Oh, man. And so, so rich. I mean, this I mean, the the levels here, you are doing something sustainable, uh, it is within the environment. It is within the community. Something that is, uh, it, it's a service project, absolutely, but it's going to be turning into a meeting place. I understand that yeah. you guys are potentially growing grapes uh, for a potential wine, maybe. Who knows? Uh, you, you're going to be putting together your own salsa. You're going to be educating kids. You're going to be offering farm-to-table chefs options, things like that. Am I, uh, am I on the right track yeah.
0: here? Absolutely. So, one really neat thing that came out of our ribbon cutting is you know, one of our biggest in kind sponsors has been Builders First Source in West Sedona. You know, they're obviously we're a small community, so we don't have the big chains like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, but we've got the locally managed Builders First Source. And when we reached out to them about the concrete blocks that we use to build our raised beds, and we showed them our whole proposal and our vision. They generously gave us all of the materials to build all of our raised beds. And at the end of our ribbon cutting on May 8th, we were telling them about how we wanted to put in a a brick paver pavilion, and it'll be an area for lectures and farm-to-table dinners and community gathering and entertainment. And that manager looked at us and said, when you're ready for the pavers, we're ready to give them to you.
1: Oh, man. I know, right? (laughs) I mean,
0: talk about powerful. It was so like, it was the most beautiful end to the most beautiful day. It was really like, we know that this is working because the community is showing up and they're participating and they're engaging and they're watching and they're digging their hands into the soil with us. And they're, they're a part of it. And it's resulted in members so we know that it's working because our membership is increasing. And these community members that have been kind of starved for an organization and, and something to be a part of that makes them feel like what they're doing is really making a difference. We know that we've reached them and they have joined our ranks and they're now our members.
1: Which Again, I mean, you're growing plants. You're growing rotary. It, it like I'm it's like super corny right there, but I had to throw that in because at the it's end true. of the day, yeah, there's yeah, rotary is just rife. Without, I mean, I love like the the colors that you painted, um, all of the the actual wheels that are hanging on the walls and on the fence. I mean, it's just there is no doubt for a community that this is a rotary project. I mean and the way you guys have branded this has been just fantastic.
0: Well, it's funny because I I think if this had happened in Sedona in the city limits there's no way we would ever have gotten away with those colors because Sedona is very, you know, when you're in the city limits, like you have to follow their paint rules. And well, you know, even our McDonald's has turquoise arches, though golden arches are not allowed in Sedona. (laughs) So thankfully where we're at in the village of Oak Creek and that piece of land is not governed by a homeowners association or anything. So when we were talking about it, and I had my my designer do the renderings, and I came forward with those and showed the leadership and the club members, like, we're going to use the rotary blue and gold colors. They were like, oh my gosh, isn't this kind of obnoxious? Like, what are people going to say? Is this too much? And I said, shouldn't we embrace this? And shouldn't we, if anyone's driving by and they look at it, won't it be sort of like part of our brand recognition that oh my gosh, those colors, I know those colors, those are rotary colors. And then we started exactly. looking around for signs on eBay. We found those really cool wrought iron rotary emblems that all we had to do is just, you know, brush them up with some paint. And now it's kind of like all of our, all of our Rotarians and our volunteers, they show up in blue t-shirts or yellow t-shirts and, you know, they're just continuing that theme of our branding and the color recognition. So I think it's worked. I really do. I think it's, it's a, it's a good example of how that branding model has just kind of flowed through the whole project.
1: And we were talking about this a little bit before the recording started and, this is something that I believe truly in my heart of hearts is the answer to our membership problem, um, crisis issue, whatever you want to call it, uh, not just here in our district, but in all of Rotary. And that's been reflected by the new RI president coming in in July. And, and basically that instead of doing membership drives, instead of doing you know things, which I think have their place and absolutely can be valuable, sure. why don't you take people? To do service and really be at the heart of what we as Rotarians are people of action and then find out about our our organization and then see, you know, imagine what you can accomplish with the power of Rotary behind you, which is exactly the personification of your project, which I think is amazing.
0: Absolutely. And then when you, I was, I was telling our club, it also goes along with what our theme is for next year, serve to change lives and I think if we can embody that and really live the example and show people how it's actually being done versus just reading to them or preaching to them about, well, these are the reasons why you should be a part of this club, but really showing them how that is happening, I think that is more appealing. To anyone who's interested or even considering joining, I know that's what drew me to Rotary was I wanted to see where the action was. I didn't want to just sit and attend a meeting and listen to an interesting speaker, but I wanted to know that something that I was going to be doing and the time I was going to be spending was really going to make an impact and benefit my community, my city, my state, even... The world, so I think that this. I'm hopeful that we can continue that as a club, and really show how we're living and breathing what Rotary is all about.
1: You, you've absolutely secured your legacy in in your community. There's no doubt about that, and at the same time, you've helped further uh, establish your identity as a club. And in your identity as Rotary and and that right there, what I want to do is I want to bottle that up. And that's really why we're having this conversation today, because I would argue that you can do this anywhere. You can do this same method, this same um, the same model, and you can have it throughout our entire district. Big cities, small communities, little towns, whatever. And this exact thing can be the answer to getting Rotary out there, building up our membership and really being the people of action that we, that we are, you know, professing. I completely agree. Yeah. So, it, I'm, I'm excited for your leadership. I'm excited for your club. I'm excited for, you know, to see what this garden is. I'm excited to, to drive up to Sedona, get some salsa down the road. Um, <laughs> um you know, I'm maybe even some wine, we'll figure that out. But, um, it, this is just really the the model you you have a a service project. Would you say that this project because everybody in your club was going the same direction, it galvanized everybody?
0: I would you know we still we still get people who say you know gardening is not my thing, it's not really where I want to be, but we like to stress to them that just because you don't want to go get your hands in the dirt and plant something doesn't mean that you can't still be involved because we've got you know, we've got Rotarians that come just to take pictures of the work days or come just to film, you know, a couple of like our tree planting and then Be responsible for making sure that we've got good images and good video to use. We've got others who can proofread when we had our garden bed adoption document all put together. You know, all of that stuff takes time and takes energy. And it doesn't mean that everyone is going to be out there, you know, with a backhoe or, you know, weeding supplies or anything like that this project has so many different scopes and levels to it that it can engage and involve everyone in some aspect. And it doesn't mean that you have to be an expert gardener or master gardener to be involved. So I feel like it has given all of our Rotarians an opportunity to be a part of it, whether they want to get their hands dirty in the soil or do something different. So it has, it's, it's created, especially during the pandemic, it created something for all of us to be passionate about, excited about and work together on.
1: Yeah. And I think that just punctuates the point is the fact that this all happened in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, um, I mean, you can only imagine, and it's almost like the one bred the other, which, you know, you could argue that because of the pandemic, that's how you guys came out of it. But man, you know, they're, you know, what's your excuse at this point, you know, at, at the end of the day. So, um, if folks want to travel to Sedona or the village of Oak Creek in order to, to visit your community garden, how would they find out more information? Is there a website or is there an email that they can send you?
0: Absolutely. So they can reach out to me. My, I don't mind giving out my number since I was a, a public, um, servant for the school board. I feel like my, uh, my phone number was published all the time. So 928 202 2374, or they can email me, Heather at frontburnermedia.com. And then, of course, our club website is Sonona org, And all of our garden information is on there. There's, you know, kind of some history, there's a lot of images, there's sponsorship information, all of the garden bed adoption, but Reach out to me anytime, and I'd love to talk about what we've got going on and give tours if anyone wants to come and check it out.
1: I, having been there, I highly encourage it. And um, just want to say thank you so much for taking the time in order to uh, talk about this amazing project and uh, what it has done for your club and what it has done for our district and what it has done for Rotary. So really, really appreciate your being here, Heather. Thank you.
0: It was my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, Larry.
1: For those of you who are listening, uh, the whole point of the Express Podcast is for you to be able to, as a listener, eavesdrop on some amazing conversations between Rotarians in the best district in the world, District 5495, here in Arizona. Uh, just goes to show, like we've just got some amazing things happening within our district, and um, you know, pandemic be damned. At the end of the day, we are um, we are growing you know, air quotes. I, I'm, I'm not going to let that joke go. And at the end of the day, um, you know, there's, there's ideas out there that have yet to be formed and they and your club is on the verge of making those ideas happen in your communities to do this exact same thing where you're at. Uh, I'd love to have you guys' ideas. So as always send me an email if you're interested in having a topic featured on this podcast, rotarylarry5495 at icloud.com. And uh, as always, uh, thank you so much for, for joining us and go forward and be people of action.